0: This is Eldritch Buds, an actual Play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast. What's up, Eldritch Buddies? Buddies! Oh, <coughs> <tongue> Hello!
1: <coughs> Time for the nominee.
0: Sitting at the virtual table with me tonight is Scott.
1: Mulling over our move to Mephildir,
2: Cambrio Voss, Wills. Feeling like a little tiny monkey, or maybe baby Cambrio. His off his back said speedy
3: the bank of the red hand band Chode. and josh
2: jinxie the loxodon druid who's never been this confused
3: or angry before in his life
1: you're confused and angry
3: uh, about yeah we're we're back in the jinxie puberty oh
0: he <laughs> yeah, just
1: he's just
3: in
0: speedy <laughs> And I, I am argue. your DM who has a bunch of accent work to do tonight, Connor. Hit the intro music. Butts.
3: Previously on Eldritch buds in the aftermath of the battle atop the Tower of Anim, our heroes are arrested by the King's Guard. With the guards unsure who to believe, they put the Red Hand Band into a lockdown until a big event at the end of the week occurs. During their lockdown, our heroes ask Tigmar to scry to see if he can find Emily. He finds her, and after some connections are made, our heroes figure out the next stop is Mephildir. As their lockdown nears its end, Zed informs the group about his journal, his memory loss, and the fact that he is not a human, but something else. The next day, our heroes are summoned to the palace. For the event called The Nominee. Why is the king here? What is a nominee? Let's find out. As a silence fills the room, Thane Stormboot, the
0: Ruby King, rises from the throne. Before you is an old dwarf with hard eyes, as if from a permanent furrowed brow. His ruby red crown matches the hue of his long beard albeit with grey streaks starting to become prominent. You can feel the strength and the fury of the king simply by being in his aura. He is extremely foreboding, and you can tell that he carries a well-respected authority. In one hand, he has a great warhammer with club on the ground. In another, he holds a scroll. Twelve years ago, Kundor expanded its reach across the entirety of the continent with the fall of Dir as an independent. For 12 years I have maintained peace in this country. I consider myself joyful that the leaders I picked to run the provinces of this kingdom have done so with much success. I haven't had to come down to Tidalbrook in all that time, not on official business anyway. By now, I trust everyone here has heard the news, and he gestures to someone near him to collect the scroll he is holding. The skinny dwarf begins reading. One week ago, provincial governor of Tidalbrook, Rosemary Tuliptoe, was murdered in her chambers Eyewitnesses confirmed that a pack of wild bears attacked Rosemary and her guardsmen, tearing many of them limb from limb. Rosemary was then the subject of horrific death magic, being reduced to ash and dust by a wicked spell. The culprits then dashed away, leaving evidence beyond a reasonable doubt that this was the work of some kind of hive mind bear collective. Perhaps by the work of druids, or perhaps evil deeds of dear rebels." A hum of excitement and nervous energy starts whispering amongst the crowd of 500 or so in this chamber. Though it was known by now that Rosemary had died, exactly how and who the suspects were were not known. Thank you, Alcindor, that's enough of the scroll for now. Part of the reason we are all here today is to discuss the Nominee for Tidalbrook, determining the new provincial leader now that Rosemary is no longer with us. This once thriving city has fallen as of late. Assassins coming in untouched to murder the leader. A slave rebellion that led to the death of noble leaders. The House of Anim being destroyed. What has happened here? I need the next leader to be strong, wise, and ruthless. We will begin the nominee process after dealing with these other two crises. And with much force, he slams the hammer down, as if gavel on stone beginning the process. Alcinder, the skinny dwarf, steps between the throne and the crowd addressing those a few steps below him. Bring forth the House of Anim, Conspirers! And guards begin shuffling you all forward. Vetus also is being brought to the front with Tigmar in tow. There are a handful of nurturers being brought to the front of the room as well. However, you don't see anybody in the Mistco wardrobe. Alcindor continues reading from the scroll, now that all of your group stands directly in front of the king. Days ago, the house of Anim was destroyed. The suspected terrorists are brought here today to explain their crimes. As his eyes narrow. My liege, I will also add, as he turns towards the king, that they say that the high cleric was evil, and that they were only acting as heroes in protecting the city. All of you, explain yourselves to the king, and why we should not arrest you for destroying a religious temple in the middle of the
2: city. Um, Zed will stand kind of, you know, one step in front or whatever. Uh, King Thane, thank you for, uh, hearing us today. Um, as mentioned, um, brannigan ashfoot was uh not a friendly man um he was purchasing slaves to bring in to do tests um he was killing them he was probably one of the worst people to ever walk through this great city um we weren't some great you know noble group walking through with you know the intention of doing good by the city but when we came across it um it seemed like a terrible idea to turn a blind eye um if you ask the others that were found in the uh house of an inn that day i'm sure they would they would say the same um specifically uh tigmar and uh, the other gentleman that was uh held captive that day um again I appreciate you hearing us out, but uh, we definitely aren't any terrorists or, you know, conspiring villains. Um, We just happen to stop one.
0: If you'll please roll me Persuasion with Advantage.
2: 17 is the first one. 21 is the second.
0: And you can see now that the people that are kind of immediately beside you and behind you kind of being nodding like, oh, that that makes sense. And, uh, Tigmar is kind of just, you know, nodding in 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 agreeance, and Vetus is there. Yes, as the other person who is taken hostage as he mentioned, I must agree, I could not have made it out of there without of, uh, without their help. So, please treat these individuals as heroes, uh, because certainly, uh, we, you know, we we, we wouldn't hate medals, you know, just put it that way. And the king narrows his eyes. And he looks at you, Jinxie. And he looks at Gnome Baby Cambrio. He looks at the Warforged. And he looks at this hooded figure directly in front of him. Let me get this straight. So, the House of Anim was doing some off kilter stuff. Uh, do we know exactly what they were doing? Like trying to poison people, trying to kill people. What What was the
2: outcome? Do we know? I believe, um, <clears throat> and anyone uh, you know of my uh, companions here, feel free if, if you uh, if you know more than I. But uh, from my understanding, um, he was uh, kidnapping. Uh, you know, blue collar folk from, from throughout the city uh, and running tests on them, trying to cure the affliction um, received from uh, interaction with onyx petals. Um, and, and in doing this, he was running deadly tests and stealing their. Uh, their all right, their all right, medals. I've heard enough. Yeah, that's
0: bad. That is objectively pretty bad. So, okay, um, you destroyed the house of a Nim. It sounds like you did it in a way that actually roundabout protected more people. um, If, you know, blowing up a hospital counts as that. You know, this is a very interesting topic because typically people who destroy religious temples, it's a pretty easy swing of the sword to cast judgment. However, I do actually believe you. You weird fuckers that stand in front of me. I I don't know what it is, but... yeah, A gnome infant? A beast a robot and uh, the leader i guess talking to me well done yeah so okay um as king i am determining you all innocent uh, in fact as heroes i would actually say that we owe you some kind of reward uh are you all familiar with the arcane guild uh,
2: uh yes yes I believe, I believe
0: so. If we have a representative from there today, and he kind of looks around, and nobody seems to be piping forward. Well, listen. Oh, yeah, I guess Tigmar. uh, He goes, you, uh, you, uh, Spellcaster? Oh, yeah, so you're speaking to me? Are you a part of the Arcane Guild? Well, uh, sort of. uh, More of a. I'm a card carrying man. Well, then you make sure that after this nominee process, you bring them to the Arcane Guild, and explain to whoever's in charge that each of them is to receive one free gift of their choosing, uh, to a certain extent. Uh, The rest of you can be dismissed on your way and he's kind of is telling your group like okay on on with you you did well next case please come forward and alcinder who's holding the scroll begins reading from it again days ago a slave rebellion was quelled however it was not without cost three noble lords were slain in their beds or their homes with no warning by their closest slaves Others attempted to join the uprising and were foiled before they could kill their masters. The conspirators have been arrested or killed during attempts. Lord Jimothy, please come forward. And Lord Jimothy moves to the front. Much more sullen and with a fresh eye patch. Alcinder addresses him directly. Your slave, Tadpole, has been determined to be the mastermind behind these treacherous attacks. As he is your property, you must speak on his behalf. What say you, Lord Jimothy? And as Jimothy approaches the front, Tadpole and four other servants are brought to the side of the throne room. Tadpole has tears in his eyes. His mouth is gagged, but you can tell that he is screaming in disagreement with the situation he now finds himself in. Lord Jimothy speaks. I truly never would have thought this of Tadpole. He was my closest friend. However, after being stabbed in the eye by another one of my slaves, I know that someone has to pay for it. Tadpole, he addresses him directly. I don't know why you did this or how. Master really did love you. And you can see there's a pain on Jimothy's face as he's explaining this. But I did what I did and now what I must. Though it was my slave at the head of this rebellion, let us not forget. And he's now addressing the crowd. Let us not forget who immediately used their powers and guardsmen to round up all the conspirators before they could do more harm. Let us not forget who lost an eye, and in many ways more, he looks back at Tadpole in this event. I take sole responsibility for Tadpole, but also sole responsibility for quelling the uprising before it worsened. He looks at Alcindor and the Ruby King. You have my agreeance for any punishment you deem fit, King Thane. And the Ruby King looks over at the guards to his side and nods, a flash of steel and five thuds hitting the stone floor, swift justice. King Thane stands again. And now for the real reason that we are here. Let the nominee begin. And he smashes the ground with his warhammer once again. Alcinder now addresses the crowd. The next Tidalbrook nominee begins with the rules. You must be of Tidalbrook birth. You must be either human, halfling, gnome, or dwarf. You must swear fealty to the ruby king and must act as he wishes. Who is first? All of a sudden, you hear music in the background, faint but familiar. You also hear people behind you saying, Ow! Ow! Hey! Ow! Stop, stop that! If you look, and you turn, you will see a halfling bounding from one head to another, making his way up to the front. He leaps off someone's bald head near the front of the crowd, doing a magnificent gymnastic flip, landing in front of the king. The halfling stands, wearing his dark robe. It's been tapered and is form-fitting below the knees. He has a belt across his chest with different sized knives and vials. He is wearing a mauve bandana and is sporting a lovely black mustache. He is also wearing an extremely fine yellow silk scarf around his neck. I am the Apostle of Adventure, the Baron of Beauty, the Governor of Gold, Sultan of Suave. But you may refer to me simply as Regale Lacroix. (laughs) <laughs> and a few groans emerge from the crowd not this guy another one's like ah oh, the peasant lord doesn't he just steal things from nobility and give to the less fortunate i heard he regularly frees slaves ugh this guy is the worst humbly i put forth my nomination to lead titlebrook i am a true leader i have vision for this great land i have both the strength the tenacity and the charisma to make it happen I lead a number of, he looks kind of around the room, trade guilds throughout the province. I have friends in high and low places. And I believe the tidal brook could spread its wings and grow past some of the fixtures it's grown accustomed to. I am halfling in body with wits of a gnome, the tenacity of a dwarf and the girth of a man. He winks at an older woman in the front row, tossing her a flower and she faints. I believe that everyone in this province deserves freedom; that no one is above anyone else, even those from Deer. And I think it's time enough we held a more open policy to dealing with our differences, be them racial, economic, or otherwise. Who is with Ragale? Jinxie raises his trunk. <laughs> <laughs> the room's full of stuffy nobles shifts silently. Someone coughs. Someone calls him a lip tuck.
2: Get out of here, snowflake.
0: <laughs> Thane clears his throat. <clears throat. Thank you, Mr. Lacroix. Your radical views certainly make you a candidate. I will consider the words you've said here today. Regale bows his head and looks less than thrilled with how that went. Alcinder looks around. And who else wishes to make nomination? It's at this point that if any of you would like to interject, please feel free. Uh, you may nominate anybody who is of Tidalbrook brook birth that fits the qualifications, or perhaps NPCs who you like. If you would like to do so, you can. If not,
2: we can continue. Can we have a quick sidebar, just because this is a kind of a giant bomb that we didn't... Necessary. Yeah, that's totally fine.
0: We'll just say that as Regale was kind of finishing his thoughts, and you know that there is another nomination coming up, uh, you guys can have this chat in the like mind chat is going, um, or like a, a sidebar whisper or something. Yeah, it's, I have, it's
2: happening. Sidebar, sidebar. Uh,
1: I have an idea, and mm-hmm. I doubt any of you will like it.
2: All right, um, can't wait to hear it, Jimothy. Yeah, I don't like it. I would just personally... Why? Why? He's he's the worst.
1: I just... Everyone's the worst. Look at the last person who was here. At least he's kind of incompetent.
2: I don't think you want to be competent up there. No, they're going to elect someone
1: this... else who just hates people who are
2: different. I, what? Yeah, I mean, this I happened, guys. kind of the best bet. What's wrong with... Him? With uh Mr Lacroix, seems like actually a half I don't decent think dude.
1: Anyone here likes him, including myself. What about Tigmar? Tigmar the guy's a freaking
2: I will step back if you guys want. I mean he's respected? Uh Is he? I don't know. By us. Ew.
3: We respect them, but that's we, about we it. Love and him. we're not yeah. really the
1: demo of the voting block here. <laughs> no. I submit, then.
2: You submit your candidate. I'll submit no, do my not, candidate. Do no. not submit your candidate. No, do not do that. I think that's only fair. And we let the people decide. Democracy.
1: And by people, I, I mean that. wealthy
2: landowners. Uh, no, don't do this. <laughs> okay.
1: Fabrio uh, strides to the floor.
2: Okay, it's
0: at this point that you hear Alcindor saying, do we have any other nominations?
1: All right, Fabrio is going to stride to the floor and just be like, I think, first off, hello. I uh one of the aforementioned heroes, and I just, if our vote... As a group, is to carry any weight. Uh, we unfortunately are probably going to take our leave of your fair city, and I think if we were to leave it in the hands of anyone, the hero of the slave uprisings, Timothy, uh, can lead us to a stable and prosperous future. And just look at that eye patch; that is dashing. And then the, the baby just retreats from the floor. <laughs> Is that the full <laughs> argument for Timothy? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why
3: well, uh, was he a good okay. candidate? He's got an eye patch. Uh, I need no, no, to... no.
1: He was a good candidate because he effectively dealt with the slave uprising and kept order in the
0: city. In a time of turmoil. And he's drawing a persuasion check. Okay. And it's only a 13. Okay, so... Uh, rega- uh, the Ruby King... Uh, looks over at Jimothy. Lord Jimothy, it seems like you've been nominated. What say you? Will you accept this nomination? And Lord Jimothy looks kind of spaced out, like he's thinking about something else, as if that wasn't the most kind of important thing that has happened to him in the last uh, number of years. And he kind of just snaps back and says, yes, uh, humbly, if, if... you and the people want me to lead I, I I will but I I wasn't going to nominate myself uh, small child thank you for your kind See, words again
1: that's the kind of person you want in power all right you don't want someone who just wants power for power's sake all right that's not the you need someone who is an unwilling leader to be the most efficient and effective he continues to prove
0: himself <laughs> despite himself. Uh, Alcinder kind of notes down in, in a scroll uh, that, he, that Jimothy's been nominated and says, Thank you! Do we have any other nominees? Uh,
1: Cambrio frantically looks at you guys, realizing you're not nominating Tigbar, and he goes,
2: <clears throat>
3: Chode flips off Baby Cambrio. <clears throat>
2: yeah, that's pretty pissed with Baby Cambrio as well. Alcinder, after
0: joning down. Lord Jimothy and Regali the Qua's name is kind of looking around the room now at anybody else, and funny enough, you see Tigmar start walking towards the front of the room. Excuse me, yes, uh, hello. Uh, then the name's Tigmar. Uh, perhaps, uh, perhaps you've heard of the wonders of Tigmar's treats? <laughs> well. <laughs> Not uh, not not wonders per se. More like
3: um, I have.
0: Thank thank you, robot. Uh, I would say per, maybe not wonders, but uh, really more like m- mundane okayness. <laughs> Anywho, uh, I, I actually think I'd make a pretty good governor. You know, um, I have all the wit of an old goat. Uh, I'm extremely powerful in, in 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 arcane arts as well I have a wonderful relationship with many of the king's hammers and and workers at the palace in fact uh, just last week they they tasked me with a mighty mission that was integral in finding crucial information about rosemary's death i I'm I'm, I'm just Tired of people not showing Tigmar any respect, you know. I can swing the sword, make hard judgments. It actually reminds me of a fascinating story about a group of frogs I came across some time ago. <laughs> not the frogs. <laughs> as uh, as Tigmar finishes making his case, uh, would anybody else like to interject or do anything at this time?
2: Uh, I would give like a, a loud like here here. When he put, when he put his uh, his his pitch forward, thinks he's gonna make trunk noises. Um, I also want <laughs> to, I want to, I'm gonna cast message random person in the middle of the crowd. Um, I just want to whisper to them because they I don't think they would know who I was because okay. they wouldn't recognize my voice. But I'm just gonna I want to start planting some seeds of doubt, and I'm just gonna say something along the lines of like. Uh, sure he helped stop the uprising that he kind of caused himself do you really want someone in power that has problems in his own home and uh just like i'm just gonna start casting that around to like a bunch of different people so they think like like people around them are murmuring about like jimothy being a terrible fit
3: your propaganda
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's that's
0: dastardly (laughs) can i roll
1: can i roll a perception check to see if i can just like hear the crowd turning on him
0: well, I want to see how effective it is first. So roll me That's a persuasion check, Kazed.
2: Yeah, it'll be a twenty. Oh, nice! Ooh, yeah, the plus ten is huge.
0: That's crazy. So yeah, uh, you do hear some murmurs of uh, Lord Jimothy of the Mudwaters. Was his name actually put forward? And like, you can kind of hear some stuff about the the rebellion, just like you know, some doubt in it. Um but if there's no other nominations from you, uh
3: I will say that we can move forward. Oh, sorry, Chode, go ahead. I was just gonna say when Tigmar finished, I would have started clapping and like staring down people that are like around us to start <laughs> clapping. Roll
0: me, roll me an intimidation check, please. Okay. So looking for like a Nat 20, the that whole is crowd. A, uh 21. Wow, okay. I will say that kind of the the people directly, uh, the 30 people directly in your vicinity all immediately start, like, just howling and clapping and cheering out of fear from you. Uh, and that kind of prompts uh, a wave of excitement throughout the crowd. Um, so, yeah, the, the Ruby King kind of looks around like, oh, it looks like we've got a popular nomination. Uh, well well done, Mr. Tegmar, and uh, you may uh, join the rest of the nominees on stage with me right now. Like it's a beauty contest. You can you can join me in the, uh, <laughs> beside the throne.
3: <laughs>
0: and uh, yeah, so after doing that, I'm gonna do some rolls quickly to see how he found each of them to be. That's the first one. You roll the thirteen on behalf of Jimothy, right, Scott? Correct. I. Swear to god I didn't fudge any roles. This is what's happened. Let's go to scenario two on my notes. Uh oh. Oh Oh. it just says Oh shit. We know who the
2: second person was. Bad news. No 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 No, it was
0: it was how I wrote them in this, so you don't know who is who. So he calls the nominees up beside the throne. All of you have made your case. However, the one who will lead Tidalbrook from this day onward is an individual whom I agree with the words spoken about him. The best leaders are ones that do not wish to lead. And this is why I am granting Lord Jimothy, formerly of the Mudwater, to be the governor and provincial leader of Tidalbrook. What say you, Lord Jimothy? And Jimothy kind of looks around, completely shocked. (laughs) Boo. And the Ruby King continues, how you handled the slave rebellion, showing the strength to pass judgment on your own property, shows grit, my boy. Kneel! And Jimothy kneels. Do you swear fealty to Thane, the Ruby King, and the Kingdom of Kumdor? Jimothy nods and begins to rise. As Lord of Tidalbrook, provincial governor of these lands, I give you the power to lead. And he places a Very similar to, like, the Hand of the King pin. Uh, He places, like, a uh, rubied uh, pendant, essentially, on Lord Jimothy's, uh, on, on his chest. A brooch? A brooch, sure, yes. He continues. And with that concludes... The Nominee Ceremony, and as he's about to slam the great hammer on the ground, ending the festivities, you hear the words, Hold it, please, and the doors to the palace swing open as if pushed by terrible force a group of individuals marches towards the front of the room. It looks to be a number of odd individuals with scraggly beards, floating orbs, arcane staffs, all following a man who leads into the room atop his carriage. I hate to interrupt you, sire, but I thought since we are all gathered here like this, I could take a few minutes of your time And you see the chain in front of a number of different wizard-looking individuals. Who the hell are you to interrupt the king? I apologize, my liege. I am a humble servant. You may call me the chain. (laughs) And I come bearing a gift. Years ago, you fought wars on two sides of your continent. Coomdor and Tidalbrook as one fought against the beasts of Deer to the southeast and the terrible unknown creature in Wir'gazam to the west. It was rumored, sire, that you had decided to abandon your quest to sow seeds in Wir'gazam because of this terrible creature and instead focus your efforts on the conquering of Deer. The Ruby King stares on, not protesting this last point. Well, unknown beast is unknown no longer. (laughs) He opens the carriage doors as all four walls surrounding this beast fold down so everyone in the room can see. A stinking, rotting corpse of a massive beholder. The same one you saw weeks ago lays before the king fane immediately jumps to his feet and moves at a quickened pace towards the beast. Uh, if I can have somebody or everybody roll me perception,
1: um, what is a natural twenty? Oh, nat
2: twenty plus
1: five. Oh, that two nat twenties.
3: I also wow. got a nat twenty. <laughs> Tell us what is happening. Where is Emily? I got ten. Shut
1: up,
0: Josh. I got ten. I got fucking ten.
1: (laughs) Josh got a seven.
0: Plus eight. So everybody except (laughs) Jinxie sees that as the king moves towards this corpse, you see a small tear welling in his eye. He is beyond moved, although his stoic face remains. His hands start shaking as he approaches... Th- this this is the monster? This is her, the chain replies. Th- that, that that means- The king trails off. That means that your dream of conquering the entirety of this continent no longer has its largest obstacle. The king is silent for a while. His shoulders begin shaking and his whole body bobs up and down silently. From the back, it looks as if he is sobbing. But then you hear it. Raucously loud laughter coming from the mighty dwarf. (laughs) Ha ha ha! You fucking did it! Alone! I've sent battalions of dwarves, men, warforged, the the best warriors, all were slain! And you did this? How? How? Before I tell you how, I would like to name my price if you don't mind. I assume a reward is a reasonable request? King Thane clasps the, sh- the chain's shoulder. For you, my boy, I'd give you anything but the throne itself. The throne is not what I desire. However, in the spirit of the nominee, I would like to ask permission to be the first provincial leader of your newest territory, Weirgazam. I have gathered some volunteers along the way, of course, including my new friends from the Arcane Guild who are nice enough to house me now until your arrival and keep me safe. King Thane thinks for a minute. So, you'd like to be the leader of Gazam? To what end or purpose The chain responds. I would like to leave from here with my new friends. Take a few weeks to establish a few colonies. And once our feet are more firmly planted, we can begin repopulating the land. Simple as that. You, of course, would send resources, uh, but it would be for the good of Kumdor. And, of course, it it goes without saying, I would be at my master's every request. beckons. And he whim. And he bows to the king. The king is overjoyed. Granted, yes, you may. Jimothy, lord of Tidalbrook and the chain, lord of Weirgazam. As he shakes both of their hands, uh, he obviously didn't come prepared to present anything to the new provincial leader of Weirgazam. So instead, he plucks a sapphire ring from his pinky and presents it to the chain. Hold on, just one second here. This all happened quite fast. Um, what, did did you say your name is The Chain? Ha, can you, can you tell me your real name? And if you don't mind, tell me how you came about destroying this beast. The chain laughs. <laughs> You're gonna make fun of me. Uh, Well, I suppose I've got nothing to lose. As he begins telling his story, a few members of the Arcane Guild start clearing out an area of about 20 feet, pushing a few people back as they start sprinkling some dust or sand, something, on the floor. Well, uh, months ago, I woke up on a beach. I couldn't remember my name. I couldn't remember where I was. All I knew is that there was a piece of paper with some writing on it near me. Uh, The piece of paper spoke of a location to the west with extreme arcane mysteries. And like, I, I knew, I knew that I must go. Something inside me was compelled to travel west. As I gathered myself, I made the journey over the next few weeks, eventually coming to the location that the strange page spoke of, and it was there that I encountered her, and he points at the carcass. I'm still not entirely sure how I knew what I knew, or how to do what I did. I, I can't explain it. Something just inside of me. But I was awakened, and I... It was all over in a matter of seconds. The beast was dead before me, and I had then better time to understand the mysteries of that place. He looks around after his story is done, and people have this perplexed look on their face. And your name? Why are you called the chain, my dear boy? Oh, of course. Uh, Well, when I woke up on the beach that day, I had nothing on me. Completely naked except for this chain around my neck, and he pulls out a necklace that looks exactly like yours, Zed. However, it has a metallic H on the end. I just simply went by the chain from then on because it was my only distinguishing feature. Uh, He looks over at the arcane guild members and says, are we all ready? King Thane, people of Capilon, it has been a treat. But we have much to do. And if you want to help sow seeds for a new tomorrow, come visit us in Weirdgazem. And with a purple flash that blinds the room for a second, he and everyone else in the teleportation circle vanish. <gasps> the only thing left behind is the carcass of the beholder in the carriage. The king begins examining it and almost forgets. Well, uh, sorry. Uh, thank you all. Uh, that was. Quite interesting. You're all dismissed. Lord Jimothy, remember, the voice of the Ruby King resides in your lungs. Speak as if the words came directly from me. As the crowd of people shuffles out of this palace, you are all pushed outside with them. What do you guys want to do? Oh, my God.
3: Goodness me.
1: Anyone else just hate that chain guy? Just <laughs> yeah. pissed off at the sight of him.
3: Wow. Oh.
1: Sad. You, you said you had a necklace. Can I try, pop that out for us real quick?
3: Yeah, it's the same necklace. Oh. Mm. Wait. Didn't you, also, didn't you also say you woke up on a beach?
2: Yep, I also woke up on a beach. Were you naked? Um, <laughs> I don't know. John woke he was... me up. And I feel like he might have put something over me or something. Uh, you guys can just maybe just cool it a second with all the questions. This is probably hitting me a little harder than it's hitting you all. I'm going to... What do you want from me? History check? Perception? I have now seen the face of the chain. I've seen the faces in my dream. Do I need to even roll? I would
0: say that without a shadow of a doubt you know that the chain's true name is
2: Hector. Hector, yes.
3: <gasps> oh That'd be my brother. I'm tingly. That was your brother? Whoa.
2: Yeah. that. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's
3: my brother. Oh. and and you guys sat on the cart together yeah, shut up and you didn't, what do you mean you, you guys, didn't know? Like, talk, did
2: he say anything to you like do you think he knows no I think well I, I, I don't know if he's having the same dreams I'm having uh, that's the only reason that I know who he is if he hasn't had those same, same dreams then he would be zero memory just uh, just like I was before they started Jesus, guys, I don't know if I can go to my field there. I mean,
1: I don't know. Are you just going to Weird Gazam?
3: Can you do the purple stuff like him and go to Weir Gazam? No, That's I don't just know a whole province. That.
1: We have no idea where there he went.
2: I understand. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's it's hard for me to imagine doing anything else right now.
1: Well, how about imagine this? John's face when you tell him we're not looking for Emily anymore. That man who put clothes on you on a beach, clearly, because you were definitely naked, and his daughter was kidnapped and is in pain. And you're just going to let that go? for some dipshit who won't even fully articulate how he killed that thing?
2: First of all, we're talking about the only family that I might have. So, we're talking let's not about refer to John's him only as... family. Listen, you're not going to play the heartstring card on me here. I don't think you really understand what's happening. I barely understand what's happening.
1: Right. So, let's continue on what we're doing until we understand what's happening.
3: But go go with what you know. You You know Emily. You know John. You don't know this chain. We know where we'll find the chain one day. But you know Emily. We should focus on that. Yeah, the chain ain't going nowhere. He's rebuilding weird Gazam, I feel like. I know it's important to, especially if he's your brother and you got no idea your past. but. I feel like Emily's on a bit more of a time crunch what I mean
2: look guys I think I think I just need a little space right now I'll uh I'll see you back at the end a little uh, a little later all right you, you take your time baby. and as uh, that's gonna Zed's gonna walk off
0: and as you walk off a dark thunderstorm begins brewing over top of Capilon and we're gonna end tonight's episode there Ooh, hoo, hoo,
3: hoo. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> oh, so much lore oh my so brothers! is my brother Factor.
0: so that was I knew about that since the beginning and showed you motherfucker you guessed that in like two seconds <laughs> and I had to just be like man
3: what are you talking about it. that's I don't know <laughs>
0: Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed our podcast, please rate and review five stars for the five stars of the show. A special thanks to Matthew for designing our map and to Isabel for creating our art. You can find their work on Instagram at Matthews underscore makings and at Lacko miles L-A-C-O-M-Y-L-E-S. Thanks as well to Drew Hewitt and Arcane Anthems for doing our theme and background music. For music you too can use, visit patreon.com/slash ArcaneAnthems to add the perfect theme to your home game. You can follow more Eldritch Buds news on Instagram at Eldritch Buds or on our subreddit at r slash